Whoa, I don't feel so good. Maybe butt-chugging that last beer was a mistake. I'll pop into this tent and grab a few sobering beers to sober me up. What the heck kind of Warped Tour tent is this? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in the Warped Tour history tent. Our 1 p.m. showing will begin shortly. If you need to puke, yak, hurl, vom, or retch, please do so now. Thank you, and without further ado, please enjoy today's documentary, Sauce on Our Hands. Each year, the musicians of Warped Tour consume approximately 233,000 slices of pizza during the festival's expedition from coast to coast. That's 101,937 pounds of cheese, 7 million pieces of pepperoni, and an ocean of marinara. It's true, Warped and pizza go together like fucking incoming. So what led to 2002's violent, disruptive, and fatal revolution? This is Sauce on Our Hands, the tragedy of the Warp Pizza Riots. For centuries, pop punkers and managers have worked together. Some see a beautiful collaboration, left brain meeting right. Others see a never-ending war between suits and cutoffs. Though there had been conflicts over royalties, tour buses, and hotel rooms, nothing drove a wedge between creatives and stiffs more than the implementation of the pizza tax. Here's the thing, when I'm on tour playing sold out crowds every night, I am fucked up the entire time. I mean, we only play shows, party, and sleep. Feeding ourselves is not in the picture. That's where the managers come in. They, they show up around three in the afternoon to go over logistics for that night's show, right as me and the band are waking up. And every time they bring us a pizza, it was their job. But in October of 02, something different happened. Hey guys, it's Dave, your manager. How's my favorite band? Oh man, close that door, it's so bright. Got another sold out show tonight. Some super important radio people will be in the crowd, so play your asses off. Yeah, yeah, whatever, fuck brain. Did you bring us a pizza? Sure did. One steaming hot pie, extra cheese, extra pepperoni, extra nice. We have fun, guys. God, thank fucking God. Give me a slice. Whoops. Hold on there, partner. Gotta collect my pizza tax. Any warped scholar will tell you most bands have four members. And any pizza mathematician will tell you that an eight-slice pie is the best split between four people. Two slices each. The implementation of the pizza tax meant only seven slices for four hungry pop punkers. In other words, somebody would be shorted a slice. With managers already taking heavy cuts of royalties and ticket sales, the pizza tax wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the knife that cut off the camel's dick. That night, a rebel faction began to mobilize. Word of a pop-punk insurrection spread over MySpace bulletins and flip phone SMS. Maybe the bands would start a hunger strike or a refusal to play, but no, their vexation was too grand for that. The bands wanted a manager to feel their pain. One day, the band playing the main stage brought their manager up on stage presumably to forgive them for the egregious pizza tax. But instead, they poured a 20-gallon drum of thick, scalding pizza sauce directly onto the manager's head. Oh my God, it's so hot! Now, hit him with 
The band took out their messenger bags full of shredded low-moisture mozzarella and cheesed the manager in front of the entire crowd. As embarrassing as it was painful, he lay there screaming, unable to move as the melting gooey mess filled every orifice until blood, flesh, sauce, and cheese were one. Today, we say no to the pizza tax. The bands failed to realize that this public act of violence would only beget stronger retaliation from the highly organized managers. The next day, the stars woke up at 4 p.m. without the smell of bubbling cheese and golden crust. All pizza on Warped had vanished overnight, and instead, managers had set out water, hummus and veggies, and hideous green smoothies, poison to any pop punker and their fucked up immune system. This was a bridge too far for the punks, and pizza withdrawals plagued the fairgrounds. You don't understand, man. I need some pepperoni, or I'm gonna lose it! This is bullshit. I was promised pizza! We deserve pizza! This act of retaliation hit the pop punkers hard, but it also took a toll on the brittle global economy. For Warp Tour was the largest pizza consumer group in the world, single-handedly propping up the pizza economy crucial to a healthy global financial system. Thousands of pizza makers went out of business and pizza prices skyrocketed. It was nearly impossible for the average American to buy even a slice. Only the super rich could indulge in the Italian treat, while the lower classes, who created and perfected the pizza, suffered greatly. Mom, will we ever eat pizza again? Maybe one day, Henry. But for now, it's cold sandwiches and pasta salad for us. <laughs> Mom? What's wrong? I, I promised I would give you a good life, and I'm failing you. I'm sorry, Henry. I'm so very sorry. The rebel punks decided that they would storm the Capitol, records building in Hollywood, to really make a statement against the man. They pushed into the building, only to find 10-foot-high stacks of full pizza boxes throughout the building. These managers were hoarding all the pizza for themselves. In a rage, the mob stole the pizza and packed their tour buses to the brim with pies and beelined for the beach, where they drove the pizza-filled buses into the Pacific Ocean. A symbolic act of defiance, minted into the history books as the Santa Monica Pizza Party. Not to be confused with the one that Mrs. Buford throws her fifth grade class at the end of every year just up the road at Santa Monica Elementary. What had been a war of words was now heading towards a standoff. Violence was imminent. People were going to die. It all culminated one foggy morning at the Battle of Pop Punker Hill. On one side were the managers, armed with frozen pepperoni discs that could slice clean through a diamond. On the other side, the pop punk stars, equipped with slingshots filled with five-day-old pizza crusts. Neither side made a move, the ocean fog making any strategic advance impossible. Until, in the still of the afternoon, a single slice of pizza whizzed through the air and hit a frontline pop-punker square between the eyes. The match was lit. The battle raged. Sauce burned, crust cut, and pepperoni sliced. The battlefield was littered with fallen pop punkers and managers alike. But then, 
An innocent bystander, the mother of a pizzaless boy, walked into the middle of the bloody clusterfuck. She was simply searching for a slice to bring home to her son, to give him a better life. But through the hazy, saucy air, a pop-punker mistook her for a manager, smearing hot, blinding pizza all over her face. He cut into her chest with a sharp crust, puncturing her superior vena cava. And as the pop-punker slowly realized that this was no manager, horror crept across his face. He tried to treat her wounds, but it was simply too late. Please end this fighting and tell my boy Henry that I didn't die in vain. Let him have a life filled with sauce, cheese, crust, and pepperoni. In that moment, the battle ceased. It was never meant to come to this. The leading commanders of both armies went into the green room and stayed there for more than 400 hours of tense deliberation. Finally, they emerged, exhausted and worn, but in peaceful stride. The war was over. Written on an empty pizza box was the Meat Lovers Treaty of 2002, a compromise crafted in three parts. Part one created a U.S. strategic pizza reserve to avoid another economic meltdown, ensuring that no child will go pizzaless ever again. Part two stipulates that all pizzas will now be extra large and cut into 10 slices, allowing managers to take a slice without disrupting the balance of slice distribution. And part three says that once a year, both sides will meet at the spot where the tour buses drove into the ocean to symbolically set a pizza box on fire, floating towards the horizon to commemorate those who lost their lives in the tragedy now known as the Pizza Riots. Go on, Henry. Put it in the water. Here you go, Mama. I hope they accept pizza deliveries in heaven. The pizza riots were a necessary moment, but the violence was never justified. As a nation in peacetime, we move on. But still, we will never wash the stains of sauce from our hands.